brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey everyone, Max here. Just wanted to say at the top of the episode, we had some very bad podcasting luck right before we started to record this episode. Both Chelsea and Britt's mics malfunctioned, but fortunately, this is why we record all of our episodes on Zoom. So we apologize for the quality. It isn't up to our standards, but at the time of recording this episode, this was our best solution. So with that out of the way, let's get ready to retro. Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. Turn your devices to the maximum volume. Sit back, relax, and let's get ready to retro! Welcome to year two and episode 51 of the Ready to Retro podcast. My name is Max, and with me, as always, is the Duchess of Horror, Chelsea. How's it going, guys? No episode would be complete without my cousin, Chris. What's up? And you guys heard the spooky music. That means it is a horror movie. And as a guest, we have Britt Jasperson. Britt, thank you so much for being part of Ready to Retro this week. Of course. Thanks for having me and accommodating my love of all things spooky. <laughs> yes. And we are going to be reviewing the 1980 classic, The Shining. And we needed to have just a person who just has the spooky vibes all year long. I'm, that's me. I'm here for it. Halloween <laughs> 6-5. <laughs> awesome. Well, Britt, for those who don't know you, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and uh, especially your, your Instagram page? Absolutely. So my name is Britt Jasperson, a.k.a. Miss Von Frankenstein over on the gram. Um, I <laughs> am, this is kind of strange how I got to this place, but I was <clears throat> six years ago decided to become a virtual wellness coach. 
um, because I was battling autoimmunity. So I was already learning how to take better care of myself. And then I wanted to pay that forward to other people and also pay off some medical debt while I was doing it. So I started my Instagram. Well, I already had an Instagram, but I had like 200 followers. Like no one cared what I was doing for the record. Um, And then I just started kind of going down the rabbit hole. I, you know, again, started with health, superfoods, fitness. um, But honestly, I was connecting with other people into those sort of things. And I was like, yeah, these aren't my people. (laughs) Like this is not what I'm trying to do here. So I just started asking myself, like, of the people that I'm really connecting with on here, um, who are the ones I'm really enjoying talking to and who I feel like I really have something in common with? And it really came down to alternative culture. It was people who like the same weird music as me, the same kind of horror movies or spooky movies, um, who loved monsters and, you know, Halloween and decor and all that stuff. And so... I just decided to go all in with it. I was like, if that's who I am and that's the kind of people I want to be talking to, that's what I should be putting out here on Instagram. And and now I'm here. I have a page that's like 20, I think 24,000 strong or something when I started with 200 people, you know, just several years ago. So it's just awesome. Whole situation. (laughs) Yeah, I love your page because it's a mixture of fitness, like Halloween spooky stuff and like fashion. Yeah, it's like you it has know, everything. It has everything. Awesome. Yeah, everything. And it's it, everyone. <laughs> it also has and we just got to get it out of the way. It has some angels post. Right. So there I is. feel like there's some balance in the force right now. We have two <laughs> angel fans. We have two Dodger fans right now. All right. Game I literally on. had no idea. She was such a huge angels fan. I pop on the zoom with Dodgers hat and a Dodger shirt on. And Max is like, <laughs> you flexing? And I was like, what? It was it was kind of uncomfortable. We can all get we can all get along. I was like, you know what? I think I'm out. Like I can't do this with you guys. I was like, you're trying to intimidate our guests right now. Uh well, Britt, we are super excited to have you on. And something that we do with every guest here at the Ready to Retro podcast is we put them in the hot seat. So it's 60 seconds of like this or that questions or favorite questions, all that stuff. So the most important thing is no justification, no explanation, just the first thing that comes to your head, and then we'll, you know, circle back to your answers. All right. Well, this is the hot seat with Britt Jasperson. We'll start in three, two, one. Britt, what is the scariest movie you've ever seen? Oh my gosh. Uh, it's okay, it's not a movie, it's a TV show, but I just watched Haunting of Hill House. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is the last book you read that you would recommend? Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess by Dr. Caroline Leaf. Okay. What is the best late night meal? Tacos for every meal. And then where where would you go? What what has the best late night tacos? Ooh, there's a local place called Palapas that I love. Okay. Who's your all-time favorite band? AFI. Ooh, Ooh AFI. Okay. Uh, all right. uh, what's a, in, in your opinion, what's an underrated movie? Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, what's an overrated movie? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all this, all the superhero ones. Sorry. Okay. All right. No, we'll we'll end it there. We'll end it there. No, for sure. All right. So, Haunting of Hill House. That's the scariest thing. Okay. So there was one character specifically. Do you guys? Did you guys watch it? I yes, I yet. love it. I, I've been meaning to watch it. 
You okay, can go. So That's fine. So really tall guy with the hat on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was about him, but just aesthetically freaked me out to the point where I was like walking around my house thinking I was like seeing him. And I was like, <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> I don't know. Tall people freaking no. Chris, you're tall. I'm tall. I know. I was gonna say you're tall. You freak me out, dude. Excuse me. What's wrong with tall people? Sure Everything. Can't handle it. I know. My whole it's family's tall. Yeah, you're. That, that is, is true. Funny. He's taller than me. Yeah. What happened to you, Chels? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I couldn't Short- grow anymore. <laughs> What is that Randy Newman song? Short people. Yeah, that... short people. Yeah. <laughs> no reason to live. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, anyways, wow. I digress. I digress. This is about <laughs> Brit. Brutal, real fast. No, that, yeah, that's 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 a true song. Jeez. Look it up. Uh, it's in the Little Rascals. Okay, but back to Brit. So tacos. What what do you get on your tacos? I mean, I am such an equal opportunity taco eater. Give me all the tacos of all flavors with all toppings. I don't even care. Like, I just love them. <laughs> That's awesome because you do fitness. Yeah. You're like, you know, I only want the like soy tacos or no, no right? Give me tacos, baby. How hard I, I'm going to be gaining muscle. I need those calories. It is weird. Like they have like um, plant-based tacos and stuff. Oh, yeah. Know, there's plant-based man. meat. Yeah, the but tacos. they put in the tacos. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I do know I think, how I feel about it. I don't like it. Plant based doesn't necessarily mean healthier either. True, I agree. That's very true. Yeah. What are you gonna say, Britt? Well, Sorry, I just yeah. you're gonna do like vegan or vegetarian tacos instead of doing fake meat. I prefer when they do like potato as yes. like the bulk. Mm-hmm. I think that's a better option. Yeah. yeah. I love yes. cauliflower tacos. Honestly, the the Kate like what is it? Um. It's like a red chili cauliflower taco. Mm, they're good. Yeah. I make them sometimes. Okay. Okay. AFI. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Have Those you seen great. them live? Uh, 11 times. Uh, All the way from wow. Vegas to Red Rocks in Colorado. <laughs> Wait, saw you saw? Them. Okay. How many times, times. You, that was in one tour you saw them 11 times no just okay. over the years I've seen them 11 times. Ah, I see. I see. That's I see. awesome. Uh, what's your favorite AFI song? He Who Laughs Last from Very Proud of Ya. Yeah. But for the more modern songs that probably more people are familiar with, I really do love Girls Not Gray. I do think that's a fantastic song. Yeah. I love AFI. Dude, AFI I went through, was like, like my emo. I went through my emo stage. Did you have the side swept bangs? No, but like I was really into the scene. I just never like dressed like it. I mean, I wore a lot of black, honestly. Always had a black sweatshirt on, no matter if it was summer <laughs> or whatnot, you know? Chelsea, can you picture like Chris with like scene kid hair like off to the I side? I tried. And, like, I was imagining eyeliner. that right now, and I'm like, I don't. No, I honestly don't. I just wore a lot of black. That's all. Uh, and band for shirts. me, like Chris's vibe is like spiked hair and like puka shell. Yes, like that is Chris oh, to me because that's what he wore. And like that maybe was me flames for a while. on your shirt, you know, like that's like anchor blue all the way. That's what I envision. Yeah, when I got anchor blue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah when i got like in 10th grade like literally it was me wearing a black hood all the time at school wow. like me and my friends so yeah afi no i like that uh yeah. creature from the black lagoon yes good answer most Thank underrated you. movie what do you like about that movie so this is a theme because it's also part of my love of the shining okay but it always starts with aesthetics for me like i just looked at all the classic universal monsters and that was the one that i was like this guy looks freaking cool mm-hmm. and I need to know more. 
And so then I went and watched the movie. And I also just think like for the time in which it was filmed, I mean, it's pretty incredible. The suit, all the underwater filming. I don't know. I just think it was really advanced and really special, but I feel like he gets like, he's, he's gaining popularity, but I feel like he's kind of gotten the least love over I think so. like classic monsters. So. I agree. What it did is- you think of The Shape of Water? did not see it, but people tell me Ooh. constantly that I need to watch it. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's definitely got like Creature from the Black Lagoon oh, for sure. thing going on. Yeah. I think Creature from the Black Lagoon is kind of weird, weirdly like lumped in because it's like a lot later than- It is, you know, it is later, yeah. Than Boris the Karloff ones. and you know, the Lon Chaney yeah. stuff. And I don't I don't get why they just get lumped, why that movie gets lumped in with the other ones. It's, it's really- It's another like, monster. Weird. The other ones are monsters. Because as soon yeah. as you you get to creature from the Black Lagoon, they start doing like all the Atomic Age stuff. After right. that point, it's like giant ants, giant bugs. Yes, giant gila that. monster. That's a yes. great one. So. Great movie. Anyways, uh, have you ever seen it in 3D? No, but that would be amazing. I <laughs> had the opportunity, was it like the 65th anniversary or something like that? Uh, down in Hollywood at the new Beverly Cinema. So uh, I saw it in, in 3D with the little blue and red uh, glasses. Oh, that's it was cool. cool. It was awesome. It's cool. If you ever have an opportunity, I would say definitely watch it that way because I think, pretty sure that originally it was in 3D, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It, it's fun. If you have an opportunity to watch Creature in in 3D, definitely go for it. All right. Well, we we have a, a few more questions for you. What are those pop culture items or things you did as a kid that now, as an adult, are nostalgic for you? Okay, so one thing, the first thing that actually came to mind when I read this question was sitting by my radio, endlessly waiting for the right song to come on so you can press that record button (laughs) and make a mixed cassette tape of all the songs you love, but you can't afford to actually go buy your own music. Of course. Yeah, Those I were the remember at the time I specifically loved like Spiderwebs by No Doubt and Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something, I think was the band. Those are like two songs that like stand out from that time. That's awesome. And then what always sucked is uh, if you <laughs> got it wrong <laughs> or, or you press it too early or, you know, it you only get one shot. Or they don't play the whole song. It's oh, like a one yeah, yeah, that's the worst. Sometimes they would do it and I'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> That's the worst. Or like the DJ talks right before yeah. like the song. I want to get into this <laughs> intro. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so on your Instagram page, I alluded to it earlier, but there's a lot of just fashion and it seems like uh, you're super into that. And I know uh, you're passionate about that. So yeah. how would you describe your you know, stages of fashion or your evolution of fashion. Let's say it that way. Evolution is a fantastic word yeah. for it. <laughs> I, I will say I've always like marched to the beat of my own drummer. Um, not to say that I was above trendy things, but I always had to kind of incorporate them with my own flavor of weird. So I remember like in elementary school, I would call myself extremely nerdy. Like I would wear like boys t-shirts that had like Marv in the Martian or actually you guys will appreciate Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I was going to ask that. <laughs> On the tag. Um, yeah. Super nerd fashion when I was in elementary school. And then moving into um, middle school is actually when I got into like AFI okay. and all those other, I really started developing like my own music taste and um, enjoying punk. So I became like a punk kid. So I would just take everything and 
shred it and add far too many safety pins. And uh, <laughs> did you have pants really with all the zippers? Yeah. 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 Hot that I got, yeah. got made fun of for being a poser. Yes, I had those. <laughs> you bet I did. Um, and it's funny, I actually had this one pair of pants that to this day, everyone still is like, do you still have those? It was a pair of cargo pants, speaking of nostalgic, from Limited 2, if anyone remembers that. <laughs> yes, before. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I cut the huge pockets out, turned them into shorts, and then just sewed crap all over them, bleached them, like just made them look like wow. trash. That's amazing. And I do still have those MFers in my closet wow. right now. <laughs> so I had my punk phase, and I think I just kind of got tired of like the judgment, like, you're not doing punk rock, right? So then I gravitated more towards being goth and okay. just kind of doing like black alternative, Nightmare Before Christmas, any of that stuff. Um, and then the only time in my life I was ever normal was when I got diagnosed with autoimmunity. So it was like mm. 25 or so. And it was the one time in my life I just felt so uncomfortable in my own skin that I was mm. like, I don't want to stand out. Like, I don't want anyone looking at me. I just want to look like everybody else. So I had this like weird normal phase for a couple of years. And then that leads me to today, which I could probably only describe my style as like hollow queen. Like I'm just always like in low key costume. Like, am I wearing an adult onesie? Am I wearing <laughs> a ball gown with a pumpkin purse in February? Like who knows? <laughs> So yeah, it's been a whole thing, but I just have a lot of fun using it as like a creative outlet. That's cool. I love yeah, it. I, I like awesome. that, that you uh, use your fashion as a way to express yourself. Absolutely. That, you know, that that's what fashion is all about, right? It is. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch uh, What Not to Wear with my wife sometimes. And, yes. you know, that, like that changed the way that I uh, looked at like dress and, and stuff. It's important. Fashion expresses, you know, who you are and even how you feel about yourself. So, yeah, yeah. no, also, that's cool. Art for non-artistic people. Like I can't paint. I can't write music. So I'm like, here's my way of being creative. <laughs> hey, everybody's a creator. Everybody's mm -hmm. a creator. That's awesome. All right. So you mentioned it, but like, how do you keep the spooky vibe all year long? Besides the fashion, do you, like, what do you, what do you do? Uh, so actually I'll see if you can see this, but my house is spooky all year long. We got creature up here. Oh, wow. And That's then, amazing. So yeah, decor is a big part of it for me too. So fashion decor around our house. Um, you probably see this on my Instagram, but I have like a fairly dark sense of humor. So I also weave that in at all times. And uh, and also like my job as a virtual health coach, I run groups monthly. So they usually last like 28 days each and I'm always doing new themes. So I'll do oh, Tim Burton, cool. I'll do Dr. Seuss, I'll do Halloween, I'll do Monster. Cool. Like, I just pick all the weird things I like and I'm like, I'm gonna find some way to make this motivational. That's and awesome. it makes it fun, like it's more so fun, fun too. For yeah, sure. it is cool. And less it. intimidating. I feel yeah, like that's what I was thinking yeah. is like, you've got all these like people online that are helping people with that type of thing. It can be intimidating mm -hmm. seeing that, but when you see someone who's like, Oh, this person is like into stuff I like, and they're doing that. It's like way more approachable. So that's super cool. People yeah. do that a lot. They're like, I regret picking my coach because I didn't know there was a coach that just did monster groups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do you incorporate like monsters into the stretches or into the workout? 
I've actually done that for, um, I had someone approach me, they were, do, it was during COVID. Okay. So they wanted to do like two months of Halloween, but all stuff that could be done from home. And I actually did make them a custom circuit. I put it on like a creature background. I I renamed all of the moves to be some sort of like spooky or monster theme. That's awesome. And then That's I cool. them as well so that the, you know, their um, fans could replicate the workout, but then I put it all to like Halloween music like my pandora halloween station so that's fun i'm all about it <laughs> that's amazing that's cool well we are going to transition into our shining review and i'll just say from the beginning this movie we could talk for hours and hours probably weeks trying to get into all the nuts and bolts and all the you know the hidden meanings and all that stuff we don't have enough time for that so uh we are just oh. going to kind of express what we like about it and you know kind of just have uh fun with with some of these questions that i have for us but uh just from the top yeah we are definitely not going to get into all the meanings and i literally found this thing on reddit where some guy had like endless amount of pages People go deep on they go deep. every shot of the movie he made maps he made um all these crazy things. And I was just like, this is too much. I can't even, I can't even read. I don't even have enough. It's longer than the movie. If you have to read material that's longer than the movie and this movie's two and a half hours, there's a lot. Anyways, so we are going to talk about The Shining. So first and foremost, The Shining was released on May 26, 1980. It had a budget of $19 million and it grossed $45 million. So $19 million for a horror movie in 1980, that's pretty expensive. But as we uh, talk a little later about um, where that money was going and, and the sets and, and the actors and stuff, um, you'll know why it would cost so much money. So The Shining is considered one of the scariest movies of all time. It, I, I feel like it's gained a lot more um, I don't know, popularity as far as like merchandise and and just being everywhere uh, more than I've seen like in the last 10 to, to 20 years. Hey, Chelsea, can you tell our audience who's in this movie? Give us Chelsea's cool cast. All right. Here's who's in the film. <laughs> uh, so Jack Nicholson, of course, plays Jack Torrance. Jack Nicholson, what can you say? What can you say about the guy? He's the Joker. He is in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Great movie. He is in uh, The Departed. That was probably mm. one of his last big ones. An another great mm -hmm. movie. Chinatown. I feel like your guys' movie taste is so mature because I'm over here like he was in anger management. I was going to say that. I was thinking about that. Was I was like, Chelsea that hates Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Oh, so. I have no respect for him because he went into IHOP the other day and he, you know, they turned him away from IHOP and he just acted like a normal person. And I respect that. Wait, why did, turn, why did they turn so, Why did they turn away? Okay, so do you know about this? Anyone? No. Oh, okay, me. okay, great. Was Adam Sandler so Adam Sandler about? went into an IHOP. He went into an IHOP the other day and um, it, it was like a 30 minute wait. So he like left, he didn't want to leave. So the girl that was like the waitress was got on TikTok and was like that time I sent Adam Sandler away because she didn't know it was him until like later, she, you know, instead of, and he didn't throw a fit for having to wait or anything. He just left, he acted normal. He wasn't like 
throwing his Hollywood, you know, ego around or anything. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So yeah, because I respect that dude. Speaking of fashion, he walks around in like gray sweatpants and that's baggy t-shirts everywhere. That's exactly what, how he walked in orange sweatshirt and, and basketball shorts. Yep. Love so it. much respect <laughs> for Adam Sandler I'm just for being a normal that dude. Did you gain respect for him? Does that mean before you assumed he was a raging douchebag? No, I I'm sure he's always been a cool guy. <laughs> she doesn't uh, like Billy Madison. Like, That's what it comes fine. down to. It's fine. It's fine. There's That's still time. I, there's still there's still hope for you. I like holding on to hope. I like Hubie Halloween. I I haven't seen that actually. I really liked it. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna watch it probably every year. I enjoyed it. Okay. So then you've got Shelly Duvall plays his wife, Wendy Torrance. Shelly Duvall, she was in Annie Hall. Uh she was in Popeye. She played Olive mm-hmm. Oil. She's like the perfect olive oil. Uh, she is in Frankenweenie. She was in the uh, short film before they made the new film of Frankenweenie. Right. Um, I, I want to say she's mostly, oh, she was in Time Bandits. I love Time Bandits. I would say probably The Shining and Popeye are probably her biggest roles. Yeah, she was also in this like fairy tale thing. Yeah, Shelley Duvall's, um, what was it? Like fantasy theater. Fairy tale theater. Fairy tale theater. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And she would do um, the, the intro. Then you've got Danny Lloyd plays Danny Torrance. He didn't really do much. He kind of just acted a little bit as a kid and then really didn't go on to do much other things. Scatman Crothers plays Dick Halloran. Uh, Scatman Crothers is a famous singer. He was also in One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in many films in the 70s, the 50s, the 60s. He was in Hello, Dolly. He was in a lot of Westerns. He's in the Twilight Zone movie from the 80s. But yeah, he's uh, been in a lot of films from back in the day. Okay, so this was interesting. So there's this actor, his name's Barry Nelson, and he played uh, Stuart Ullman, the guy that, uh, you know, Jack Nicholson interviewed, like, in, you know, has the interview to, like, see if he wants to be yeah. the caretaker. And apparently he was the first actor to ever play James Bond. It wasn't, it wasn't the other guy. It was like the first person to like portray that character in some kind of form. I don't know what exactly, but that was something I learned today when I was looking this up earlier. Philip Stone plays Delbert Grady. Philip Stone was also in um, uh, Clockwork Orange, another Stanley Kubrick film. That's the only thing I really uh, remember him from. And then there's other actors, but I don't really know much much about them 
and then Lisa and Louise Burns play the Grady twins. Mm. There you go. And now so. they're like part of a uh, horror. Oh royalty. my gosh. Yeah. I forgot. I have a shining. I, I went to spirit Halloween last year and I bought a shining cup. I should have, should have had that right now. Should have been drinking. Like it and they're shiny? on it. <laughs> shiny. It's a shiny shining cup <laughs> that I got from shining time station. All right. Thanks, Chelsea, for the cool cast. So You're I'm welcome sure, anytime. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot more about this cast. Also directed by Stanley Kubrick. Have to say that. Stanley Kubrick, you know, uh, Big did fan. Spartacus. Uh, did... Lolita. Did he really? Uh, he did, Lo- yeah. He did Lolita, Spartacus, 2001. Clockwork Orange. Clock, a Clockwork Orange. Yeah. He did... Uh, last movie was Eyes Wide Shut. Right. Mm. That was weird. And then he had a little yeah. hand in... Uh, AI. That was like he had a hand in that before he died. Yeah. I read that he was in the running to, I think it was direct the exorcist, like from the 70s. Oh wow. But he insisted that if he was gonna direct it, he also needed to produce it. And they were like, No, you're kind of being like a little bit of a diva, so bye. And they picked someone else. (laughs) Oh yeah. He was he was definitely a diva. Like that guy, he was interesting. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But uh Brit. I want to know what is your history with The Shining? Okay, so again, going back to my embarrassing fact of everything starts with aesthetics, but I was familiar with a couple scenes. We can like do spoiler alerts, right? Absolutely. It's been uh, 41 years. If you haven't (laughs) seen it by now. (laughs) Get out of here. Uh, No, so I was familiar with like two things. Um, The Here's Johnny acts. Scene. Like I yes. knew that line and I saw the image. And also for some reason, Jack's frozen face is everywhere. Like mm-hmm. there's just as iconic for some reason. So I knew of those two images, but literally did not even know what they were or where they were from. And then I, um, I don't have a very long history with horror because I had really bad anxiety when I was younger. So I would legitimately go to the movies and see one single horror movie a year. Like it'd be like, what lies beneath or the others or final destination two. But I wasn't like, like a horror junkie or anything like that. But once I started connecting with all these like spooky people and I kept seeing these images, I was like, where are these coming from? And then what really hooked me was seeing what is behind Max right now, that carpet pattern. And I was like, what is this? It's literally everywhere. And so I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's The Shining. Like I, I was familiar with that being like a Stephen King novel and I knew that there was a book. So I was like, I've got to watch this. This is one of those classics that's all over the place. Like I need to know what it's all about. So I probably saw it for the first time like only two years ago and because I did not want to be a poser. I was like, I like all this stuff, but I I better get on that if I'm going to be repping it. (laughs) So this is a relatively new movie for you. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. It's like I said, it's definitely now in horror culture. I feel like more than ever. More. Yeah. I think Dr. Sleep, had a lot of people watching this before well, and even even see what before dr sleep they had a whole scene of it in ready player one which in the book in the book ready player oh, one they yeah, picked they a did. totally different movie yeah. for that scene in it the was book, but games. they went with they went with the shining because it's more well known in the movie which yeah. i thought was very cool it was like a I forgot about video that. game shining like that was awesome yeah that was cool that's interesting okay so you saw this for the first time as an adult okay yeah. um 
probably best way to see this movie. <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, what about you, Chels? What, what's your history with The Shining? I think I liked the aesthetics of it too when I was younger, probably in high school. And then I was like, I'm finally going to sit down and watch this. And I, yeah, I had to be like probably in maybe, I don't know, ninth or 10th grade. And I loved it. I, it was very slow moving and Mm -hmm. I figured people in my age group were probably not going to be really into this, but I, I just loved it. I became really upset. Even as I got older, I became like super obsessed with it. I loved the look of it. I loved, yeah, the carpet. I liked the hedge maze. I loved the whole aesthetic of the, of the hotel. Um, I learned that I really liked the singer Al Boley, who uh, is the, sings the song Midnight, the Stars and You at the very yeah. end of the movie. Got really into him. Uh, had from this records, movie? Yes, from this oh, movie. Bought records oh. of him. Um, there's it's just the scene of him walking into the the bar the gold room and everyone's sitting there and he walks in and like that echoey music in the background is just so haunting and like just I like freaking love that so much (laughs) and just like how there's no like it's like such a quiet movie kind of and then it's just them and uh jack nicholson is amazing and the i don't know just the the lines in the movie are fantastic and i just got yeah i just got really into it so pretty much yeah al boley and then what was it oh and then the music is by wendy carlos who stanley kubrick worked with a lot did clockwork Mm -hmm. orange as well and i have one of her albums as well where she takes like it's classic um music and then it's, but they use it with the synth- synthesizer, the Moog, Moog modular, I think. And so I have that too that I like to play. Wow. So I just, yeah, I get very- I didn't know you were so nerdy about this movie. Yeah. yeah. This movie is- like, are you the smartest person in the world? How do you know and remember <laughs> all of this stuff? That's I'm Chelsea very for you. With the film. She has a lot up I there I love it more. so much. And I really like Stanley Kubrick too. This is my favorite Stanley Kubrick movie. So, uh-huh. and when, when people ask me what's, what's like name a favorite horror movie this this one always comes to my mind first it's usually like poltergeist and then maybe this one or usually always this one and so but yeah i I, if i could make my room look like (laughs) the overlook hotel i totally would i just i love i wish i had that carpet like it's i just love it dude the what is it room 237 right Mm -hmm. um 237 right room 237 it looks awesome. Like the bathroom and stuff. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm domesticated. I'm all looking at like, you know, the bathroom tiles. And I was like, oh, I like the green toilet. I like, like the sink. And then I'm like, scene. oh, naked old woman. No. Every scene yeah. is so like, it's like the art. Like tile. that bathroom. I want that bathroom. It's so yeah. like they did. So they had a whole, um, every episode straight to Horror Nights. But they had a at Horror Nights, they had a shining maze and they made that mm. bathroom. Remember. I'm so bummed I didn't yes. go that year because I wish I could have walked through that bathroom. Did you did That's you go cool. that year and see it? I yeah. did. I did. Well, it was kind of lame because the people in the maze, it was just Jack with like a mask on. Yeah, the mask. I didn't see lame. that. Yeah. I think I actually cool. went too. Did I go with you, Max? I would have just went, been though. down yeah. if they take all the scare actors out, but leave the music and yeah. just like let me walk through it. Yeah. That would be rad. And have the twins. Britt, do you go to like not scary farm or horror nights or anything like that? 
I do not scary farm. I haven't okay. done horror nights. Okay. So, but it's kind of, it's been a while because I, we're always so busy in October. Like we throw our own Halloween party and then <laughs> it's also both of our mom's birthdays that month. Oh, wow. That's wow. our anniversary. So we're oftentimes traveling. Okay. So it's just such a wild month. Like I do miss out on certain <laughs> fun <laughs> things. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Chelsea goes, she gets a pass. For yeah. Well, I, I worked there pass. for two years yeah. as a monster, and then I just was so obsessed with it. And then I would get, yeah, I would get a pass because I lived like right down the street, so I would just go all the time. That's where we are. We're literally like just a couple blocks away from Knotts. So yeah, I went, I went to a school like really close that like when I would get to the top of the stairs of my school, I could see Supreme Scream like every day at oh, school. Shit. I was just like, That's oh, cool. I wish I was there. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of supreme scream that is the most stressful ride ever. it's terrifying I, it's, oh I love it's it. like 20 seconds long dude <laughs> no, no it's stressful dude, but it's good when you go up what's oh i'm thinking about the roller coaster my bad my bad no 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 supreme scream yeah the i drop. love supreme scream it's the one fun. where you know we, you i was so remember. scared yeah, i held I your hand at the top that one <laughs> it's fun <laughs> i was thinking that other one the roller coaster the orange one or that's what Mon- I was thinking. Yeah, or yeah, Montezuma's Revenge or something. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah. Or, or what is it? Uh, Jaguar. 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 <laughs> that's that the, good. That that was the worst roller coaster until Flight of the Hippogriff came. Flight like, of the Hippogriff is like needs to go. Like someone waste. was like, "Hey, uh, Jaguar at Knotts is terrible. It's a horrible <laughs> roller coaster." And then Universal's like, hold my beer. We're going to have Flight of the Hippogriff. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. Chris, what about you, man? What's your history with uh, The Shining? So I probably didn't see this until I was like 12 or 13. Like a lot of people know, I was a sheltered kid, so I wasn't allowed to see rated R movies for a while. Um, so I remember it was on New Year's at our family friend's house, and they said they were going to put on The Shining, and I had never heard of it. And my mom was just like, whatever. Go ahead and watch it. I don't care. So I watched it and um, I really didn't understand what was going on. I was just like, (laughs) all I remember really is honestly seeing that woman in like the bathtub and then they're kissing. And then like, it freaked me out that she was like this old woman. And I was like, what the hell is this? So um, I didn't really understand the movie back then, but I I recently like visited it, like revisited before Dr. Sleep. That's really the first time I saw it as an adult. So um, I think it's a great movie. I think Jack, Jack Nicholson's amazing. I love, I don't know. I love the hotel because that's in Colorado, right? If I'm correct. So the one I've been he there. stayed at, um, the Stan- he stayed at the Stanley Hotel. I, I, it's confusing because yeah. the exterior shots were filmed in Oregon at a hotel in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Just the front and, of the hotel. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. the exteriors were sets. And then the actual, yeah, I think the actual hotel that he stayed in was in Colorado called the Stanley. Yes. And the room number, I think they wanted to try to make it the same room number he stayed in, but I don't know. They didn't like the room numbers change or whatever. So. It's like, it was two, it was like two seventeen or something like that. Yeah. And the whole, the hotel didn't want that room to actually be used in the movie. So that's yeah. why Stanley Kubrick okay. The Oregon one, like the exterior, yeah. they were like, we have a room 217. And if you use the number 217, then no one's going to want to stay in that room. So can you pick a number we don't have? So oh. they like on 237 instead. Yeah. 
for sure. And I, I forget, but uh, either the Stanley Hotel or the Oregon one decided to just go ahead and build a um, like a little hedge maze. I forget who did, though. I one of them did. Stanley. They built the hedge maze because it yeah. didn't have it, but then they just went ahead and built it. Yeah. To kind because of help them. I don't think we've mentioned this before, but uh, I think it's well known. But this was a Stephen King. I don't even it's not even adaptation. It's just inspired movie from. Yeah, it's really film, different so. from the novel completely. <laughs> and then and then Dr. Sleep is the sequel that he wrote yeah. um, to his book. And then when they made the Dr. Sleep movie, they were like, well, shoot, we need to make it kind of line up with the Stanley Kubrick movie. So then they changed a bunch of that so it would line up with the this yeah. uh you know stanley kubrick movie too so they changed a lot so my history with this movie i remember i don't remember how old i was i was not a teenager yet but i wasn't like super young so in yeah. between there i would say like in between 12 and 8 like when i saw it, my too, age too, yeah. too, too young um i just remember my uncle yeah. i was at my i was at my aunt and uncle's and he was watching it and i was like pretending to not watch it but i was watching it um <laughs> I don't know what I was doing, but I just remember like what haunted me was at the very end where Jack just takes a an axe right to Callahan's. Mm. And even to this day, like as an adult and I haven't seen The Shining, I'm not going to say like I've watched this. I probably watched this about five or six times. So it's not like a movie I, I constantly watch, but every single time I still jump at that moment because it like reverts me back to when i first saw it it just gives me chills and and just like oh yeah that that scene freaks me out but uh yeah i like this movie every time i watch it i like it a little bit more i love the cinematography i think yeah i really noticed that this time watching it for this review was just how the camera follows each character especially in those large shots so like the very first shot not the where they're winding around the the mountain although that's cool but that shot where jack is in the lobby and he's going to the interview that entire scene when he comes in he meets the the girl at the lobby he goes around the corner into the office and sits down talks with the guy that's all one shot and i was just like dang pretty cool pretty cool so the cinematography the atmosphere the music, also the sound effects, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's just like random heartbeats and random stuff that's going on that just makes this really just chilly. He, so he films it well because basically you have for a movie like that, the hotel is a character itself too. Oh yeah. So you know he had to film it well enough that you're like, you know, you're this the place is such a big part of the film. So and he really does a good job of that. That is like one of the most confusing things to me is even, even now and I've watched it like multiple times and I feel like you kind of understand it more every single time you watch it like you just like notice more details but I still like got to the end and I'm like I still am not fully convinced like are they just all mad or is it actually haunted like I'm still right. all confused yeah. and I yeah. kind of love that <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and so I in the the book it's like they it really is ghosts in the book okay. it's ghosts Okay. And but in the movie, like you're saying, it's it's almost like are they yeah are they stir crazy or is it cabin fever, is it his alcoholism you know coming back, yeah. or, or is it really haunted? That's kind of the cool thing about the movie is there is like interpretations of it. Right, Britt. For you, what are some scenes or or even lines that stick out when you think of this movie? 
Okay, so the thing that stands out to me, actually, again, going back to the aesthetic, but um, I grew up camping in Yosemite every okay. single summer with my family. And the second I saw the hotel, I was like, this is all very familiar. And so I looked it up and Kubrick modeled the interior of the Overlook after the Awani in oh, Yosemite. Yeah, so that's why it has like that Native American like theme going on. And yeah. honestly, like literally like the circle chandeliers are straight from the Awani. Um, a lot of like the interior rugs that have like those Native American patterns and stuff. So I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm home, like the big old fireplaces. So I love that. Um, super random because it's not a huge part of like the plot, but I freaking love the elevator situation, like with the blood coming oh, out. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. And That's they cool. said it take it would take them nine days to film that once. So it's like by the right. time they filled the blood up, let it drop, cleaned it up, it was a nine-day turnaround. And they said because Kubrick was so like wild about like reshooting things to get it perfect, that it took them like a full year to make that happen the way that he wanted it to happen. Yeah. Uh, so wow. that's another standout. And then I, I'm with Chels, like that party scene. I'm like, I want to be there so yes, bad. Totally. Like, take me there. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And you alluded to it, but yeah, Stanley Kubrick is like a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so much so that this movie was supposed to be three months in the making and it ended up being uh, about a year. Um, just because he would make sure that there was like 40 to 50 takes. And there's a story where even Jack was like, Hey, that was good. Right. Stanley. He goes, yeah, let's do it again. You know, like he just, he, he was He's like notorious a for that. Yeah. Every movie. I think he was just always like, had to be perfect takes. Yeah. I mean, he made Scatman cry. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, that's and, insane. And Shelley Duvall. You make a grown man cry yeah. for how many takes you. Yeah. Yeah. Shelly so. Duvall's hair is falling out. Like it's. Yeah. I think she has the Guinness World Record for like most takes of a speaking scene. And it was 127 times for that baseball bat. Like no work on wow. the play makes yeah. that boy scene like crazy. Well, I was going to mention it later, but since you mentioned it now, out of any scene, right? And there's a lot of outlandish things. I think that's the most unrealistic scene is she's walking upstairs and she doesn't trip, she doesn't fall. I was like, she would have fell. She would have <laughs> fell. Who could do that? Got freaked out. There was like 50 yeah. stairs. You know, I would have done she four. I would have been anxiety on the when she waves that bat. I'm like, she doesn't know what she's doing at all. <laughs> it's freaking me. I'm like, oh, man. She oh, holds yeah. it like a like a pool noodle. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And Jack's just uh, messing with her. What about for you, Chris? What are some uh, scenes that stick out to you? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. 
Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Uh, I think the one that sticks out to me the most is the bar scene when uh, he's talking to the bartender. There's just something really eerie about that. Um, it's always stuck out to me because I've seen this movie a couple times and I'm always super engaged in that scene just because there's not a lot going on, but there's so much going on, if that makes sense. So uh, I don't know. It just always creeped me out because I really have no idea what's like, what's going on. Like, is he talking to a ghost? Like you guys were saying earlier, is it in his head? Is it his alcoholism coming back? So that scene sticks out and always, of course, red rum. Cause I knew what that actually was before. I just never knew it was from the shining. I think uh, Danny's pretty creepy too. Um, when he says, Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance. I'm like, Oh God, you know? Yeah. I'm like, Oh shit, this kid's crazy. But you know, um, I just think Danny himself stick out and that scene where he's at the bar talking to the bartender. So. Yeah, for sure. For you, Chelsea. I mean, the one that we're all talking about, but yeah, the scene in, I think gets the gold room. It's I think says, um, that's, I mean, there's so many, um, images i mean even if you've never seen this movie you know what's in it the twins the hedge maze the the door scene the um him at the bar i mean everything is is very iconic for even people who've never seen it uh the him at the 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 pan you know the pan into the photo at the end of him yeah you know with the music i mean everyone kind of knows there's all these like famous scenes from it so um I mean, yeah, it's just, it's hard to, it's honestly hard to pick. I, I love it so much. You could like take a picture, you could like screenshot images of the, of the film and like frame it. Like it's <laughs> just like art. It's so yeah. amazing. So the cinematography yeah. is amazing and just the, the attention to details and stuff. Um, because yeah, that the, everything that was filmed inside and in interior, that was all on a soundstage and um, I mentioned it earlier, but Stanley Kubrick made other movies had to wait <laughs> to to produce their stuff because he was hogging the entire studio up, man. And wow. uh, the, he shot it, I think, in order. So but, you know, Stanley Kubrick is so crazy. He's like, oh, we got an idea. Let's go to this uh, scene. I, I think we could do it better. So they had everything up. Uh, while they're shooting like nothing got tore down as they were going in that out in that and uh, Stephen King hated this, this yeah. movie so much I he heard made, that. A made for tv miniseries of it uh and which is not great if I you're a big fan of like the if you read the book and you're like ah oh, I wish that the movie was just like the book then go for that movie because at the end the overlook explodes with uh jack inside scatman crothers or uh dick halloran he survives that's what happens in the book and in that version of the film but no one cares about that i'm here for that idea because that was the part that made me the most sad i'm like i love him so i know isn't that sad he survives in the novel so (laughs) perfect (laughs) does he get an axe in his chest too no he's he's good okay okay he lives Uh, Uh, it's hard to come back from an axe to the chest you never know uh you never know he never attacks him in the first place there's none of that anytime jack nicholson just stares off into space or just his looks right there's that one scene in the very beginning wendy and and and, uh, danny are are outside and he's just staring 
It almost looks like a freeze frame. I don't know how they how they did it. I'm wondering if it's a freeze frame and they just like panned it because I like do it right. Yeah, because he's just, just <laughs> staring. I can't. I'm I'm terrible at uh, staring contests. My eyes are already burned. So, uh, but yeah, dude. Also, I will say that Jack Nicholson, great at crazy, not so believable as like the dad figure yeah in the beginning i'm like this guy is gonna go ape shit like he is not i don't believe this at all it almost that stephen king like didn't like that casting and then when i read his logic that he said the whole tragedy of the book is the slow descent to madness and when it's jack nicholson there's no slow descent like he's Mm -hmm. just that shit you know right you kind of you kind of feel sorry for him in the book um because he's he's trying but like in the movie it's just like full out evil dad the entire time yeah Yeah. this guy he's he's never a good guy but in the book there's moments where he's good he's trying um but yeah i can see why he probably didn't like the casting at all like i was thinking and this viewing i think it would have been scary if wendy would have gone crazy like imagine that If, if she was the one that had like the axe and started going after you know her kid and stuff that would have been crazy that you're like, whoa, you know, because <laughs> um, I just feel like she's it's almost too predictable. I don't know. In that way, um, cast Michael Keaton, because I was like, he can do normal and crazy I feel like he he on the descent for us. <laughs> uh, the other problem I had with this, uh, this movie in um, the pediatric or the, the, the doctor, right? And she's like offers her a cigarette i'm like cigarette culture is really changed <laughs> it'll calm your nerves it's good for your lungs she's like so your son is talking to himself he's having trouble adjusting to school the father dislocated his shoulder where was child protective services in this it was a different time back then in the 80s Fine. <laughs> i was like no still in 1980 bro I was like, that that lady, she's the real villain of this movie. She needs to do her job. She needs she to do her, her job. Spin-off. <laughs> Maybe she's a ghost. <gasps> Whoa. I'm doing my own fan theories here. All right. Well, I wanted to get into specific questions just inspired by The Shining. So I'm going to ask Britt first. Have you ever experienced anything supernatural or any, like, haunting um, – occurrences or anything like that before so i am for the record i'm super open to all that stuff like i don't disbelieve it but i also don't believe it because i okay. don't feel like i've seen anything very compelling mm-hmm. for sure but i did do a ouija board one time oh no <laughs> no way <laughs> it was probably like 15 and it was with my best friend from high school simone and it, to make it extra creepy, that's going to really upset you. I'm sorry, Chris. But we went into her room, turned the lights off, lit candles, and put the radio on static, which is the grossest thing. Static is so creepy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know what was wrong with that. But oh. I will say that from my perspective, it worked. And it was answering questions. And I can say, again, from my perspective, I was like, I don't know where this is going. So I know I'm not moving it because I literally don't know what it's trying to spell out. That's not to say that my best friend didn't know, but she was the same as me. Like she didn't. So she was either a fantastic actress or it worked, but I'm still just not a hundred percent sold. So interesting. Okay. 
Uh, what about for you, Chris? Have you experienced anything like that? Yeah. So uh, Max and I are cousins. Do you remember this story? So mm, our maybe. grandma passed away. She had cancer and she died in my parents' house. So that's where she was living. So I guess you know, the whole family got there and our little cousin, his name's Evan. I don't know how old he was at the time, maybe two or three. So she passes away and like my mom and maybe even Max's mom and then my aunt were sitting on the couch and they see the front door open after she died, like a few minutes after. And then it closes and you hear our cousin, like our little three-year-old cousin say, bye, grandma. <laughs> so, no. yeah. I yeah. forgot about and that then, story. You remember now? Yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And then um, one time me and my best friend, Matt, I've had a lot happen to me. <laughs> me and my best friend, Matt, um, we we got home from a carnival. Our parents were working because they had to work it for like service, like service points for us when we were in Catholic school. So some, their mom, his mom drove us home and went back up there and we were just sitting there. And then Matt's like, hey, you can answer the door. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's like nine at night. It's like someone knocked. So I go open it and no one's there. So then I hear this loud bang, bang. And I was like, oh, I guess there is someone there. We open it, no one there. So then we start hearing like the knocking around the house in different parts. And we're like, oh my God. And we were so scared. We were like, turn the TV as loud as we could. <laughs> we were like sitting as close as we could to each, like next to each other and just waiting for our parents to get home. Cause there were no cell phones back then, you know? Right. So, Crazy. and then um, one other time. I you was got sleeping. three? Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if he hates my Ouija board story. He's like, I yeah. don't need more hauntings. <laughs> so I was sleeping in my room. Mind you, this is the room my grandma died in. And, um, you know, I fell asleep and then I woke up and my TV was on the static screen. I was probably like 18. So it was on the static screen and I wake up and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Maybe I rolled on my remote or something. And I look and the remote's like across the room. So I was like, oh, that's weird. So I turn it off. So I go lay back down and then the TV turns back on like five minutes later. And I was like, that's weird. And I make sure I take the remote with me this time. I turn it off. And I go lay down and then about 20 minutes later, turn back on. You just hear the, Shh. I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm done. So I go and lay my parents like on their floor and I'm like 18. So yeah, I don't know if that was. And it still turns back on. I was going to be like, no, no, I, no. I even thought that I was like, you know, I should unplug it. Then it won't do it anymore. But if it turns on and it's unplugged, then I'm going to die. So <laughs> I'm not even going to mess with that. So I went to my parents' room and they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, mom, there's a ghost in my room. I'm, like, I'm sleeping in here. I'm just like, okay. It's just grandma trying to communicate to you, bro. <laughs> yeah, but not that way. You're scaring the shit out of me, dude. Well, you like, she, that was her room, and then you're like in her room now, dude. So because of what happened when our grandma died, I believed all those things were very normal, to be honest. So that's I just don't go to my parents. You know, just don't go to my that's, parents' house. That's you're crazy. Good. It's like a workout room now, right? It's my dad's like man cave. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. About yeah, I had, a, I had a few, you know. <laughs> what about you, Chels? I, I'm like the X Files. I want to believe, but I'm <laughs> highly skeptical. I, I've never personally encountered anything. I've even gone to places that are haunted. I've, you know, been to the Queen Mary. I went to the Me haunted too. museum so cool. in Las Vegas. I've gone to uh, where else was the other place? Oh. The Winchester Mystery House. I've gone yeah. to all these different places and I want to believe I'm super into it, you know, but um, I'm highly skeptical. And I want to say most of the time when people tell me stories or I look at things or I watch Ghost Adventures, I love that show. I love 
big old glass eyed, you know, Zach Bagans Zach telling Baggins, me anything he yeah. wants to tell me. But um, I'm very skeptical. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I want to desperately I wish if, if something came to me and I, I would believe it, but I don't, I don't. I like That's why it doesn't happen is because you're looking for it. That's why I wasn't looking maybe. for it. You can have it all. I'm open. I'm open to it, but I think most things are probably not real. Just coincidental. Uh, sorry. For me, it wasn't supernatural like ghosts, but I definitely saw a demon possession. Oh, like, oh no, thank you. Hands, bye, bye. Hands down. Hands down. <laughs> do you want to hear the story? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> She's like, no, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so I'm I'm 20 years old. I am leading a team from here in LA to Norway of all places on this little place called Krishansan. So it's about five hours south of uh, Oslo. So um, we're doing some community service. It's a, it's a small team. So I actually have my sister with me, this kid who's like 12, his dad, and another guy who was like 22 and my uh, future mother-in-law. So we're this small team just doing community service things. And we were in this like um, pavilion in this park and we were doing like free dances and, and like, it's like a community, you know, thing for the summer and stuff. We we're doing face painting, balloon animals anyways. So uh, we turn on the music, right. And our team, we had some dancers. So they start dancing and they're doing like a choreography. And all of a sudden I hear this not human growl. It was like, Row! and I was like, I heard it. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I knew exactly what it was, but it, it was not, it was not human. It that's, that's the only way that I can ex explain it. So we're in this park and there's this like lady and all of a sudden she stands up and starts like, you know, convulsing almost like going back and forth. And then her friend's trying to hold her down and she throws her friend off to the ground and she starts just making a beeline towards us and starts like going towards the gazebo. And I'm like, oh my gosh, right? Like, and, and she hit this dude, like this dude was trying to like stop her and then she like socked him in his face and started going to it. So it was like really aggressive. We had someone who was on a microphone making announcements like, hey, in a couple hours, we're gonna be doing things for families and kids. And she's going towards her. And I just went in front of her uh, towards this this lady who was I believe she was possessed and I was just went and said go away just like in a very stern and I said you will go right now and she's just staring at me and it was weird because there was like there was nothing there it's like it's like almost like the movies right it was nuts and but she wouldn't look at me and that was the thing I was trying to make eye contact with her and anytime I would move she would try to go around me but she like physically couldn't go around me. And I just finally said, you will leave now. And then the reason why I think this wasn't just like a psychotic moment or anything is like, then the cops came and the moment the cops came, she like snapped out of it and just started hysterically crying. And like, it was nuts. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And of course the 12 year old kid that was with me, I think is still scarred to this day. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> like, that story is in the moment where you were like it's me versus demon you were like <laughs> i've got this i'm gonna tell it to go <laughs> well i was i was in charge of the team at that day so i was you know i was leading what we were doing so i was like well 
it's up to me, you know, and I'm, you know, my sister's there. These kids are there and I just had to, you know, but it was it was nuts. And it was weird. It was weird because it didn't feel like I was interacting with a human at that point. And I'm not trying to be all weird, or anything, but that's just my experience. Like it was almost like a, a yeah, it was like a creature because like it wouldn't look at me. And that was the weirdest thing. Anyways, that's my supernatural you know, insane. It was, it's insane. And she got arrested and she was like crying the whole time. She looked like really <clears throat> confused and her friend was crying. It was, it was sad. And then we we're like, all right, balloons are face painting in an hour, <laughs> baby. Parts true or not, that's still scary as hell. Yeah. That's kind of going to ruin the party. <laughs> so, that's crazy. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Where do we go from there? Oh, okay. I know where we go from there. Okay. So according to um, IMDb, Jack Nicholson, to get in the right agitated mood, he was fed only cheese sandwiches for two weeks, which he hates, you know, cheese sandwiches. I like cheese sandwiches. I know. Right. I'd be really happy. I'm into that. Well, when that would he not got, be good for me. Maybe they're like craft singles. Then I, I couldn't do craft singles all the time. That'd oh, yeah. be like real cheese. Uh, Jack Nicholson is also rich, so I'd be pissed too if I had to eat a bunch of uh, cheese sandwiches. You do that when you're poor. When you're like, hey, <laughs> I would eat you it. Five bucks in my account. Uh, you don't do that when you're uh, as rich as Jack Nicholson. Someone's so, listening to this eating a cheese sandwich, being like, <laughs> I am not poor. I wish it was me. I wish I had one right now, honestly. To just whip out in front of everybody. Do they mean grilled cheese? Because, like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, white bread, craft single, white bread. Yeah, no mayo. That's so gross. Can I just feel like a nice slice of cheddar? (laughs) Maybe if it was, like, warm from sitting out in the sun for a little bit, then that would be For two weeks? I feel like like you eat anything for two weeks, you'd be pissed off. I like grilled cheese. But the question in and out for two weeks straight. (laughs) <laughs> the question to you, Britt, is what meal would you would get you in an agitated mood after eating it for two weeks straight? So literally any meal, but put horseradish all over it. I love <laughs> horseradish. Like, honestly, I'll just be anorexic for those two weeks. It's not even worth it. Mm-mm. Horseradish. You, so you're not eating. Yeah. I'm not just eating. Not eat. it's, yeah. I'd rather be angry. angry. And endure horseradish covered anything. <laughs> what about you, Chelsea? Angry. Um, this is weird, but it like pisses me off, and I won't like if I had to eat it, I'd be like so angry. But um, I and I know I know a lot of people like this, but when people put butter and jelly on a piece of toast, that's, that's that. a break. I, could eat it. I can't handle it. I could eat Don't it. put both. Don't put them. Butter on everything. That's what like, uh, Julie like Child jelly. says. Jelly on one piece, no problem. Eat that. Butter on one piece, no problem. Eat that separately. I'll no problem. So you don't Together, mix your, your butter and your jelly. It's weird. I don't like it. No. That would make me angry. Your jelly. It's weird because I know people like it. For two weeks. Oh, I'd be so pissed. I, I could do that. That would be delicious. Come on. I'd be so angry. I'm in. All right. What what about you, Chris? We'll get you in an agitated mood. Tomatoes. Who's gonna Who's gonna feed you t- uh, two weeks of like tomatoes? A, like bro? a tomato sandwich. Okay. Like a tomato so, sandwich. Is that a thing? Yeah, I was gonna say what's I'm a tomato weirdo. sandwich. I'm the weirdo I mean, that would eat probably a tomato. I love tomatoes. I'll I eat a tomato sandwich. I can't stand tomatoes. Cherry <laughs> tomatoes when they pop my mouth, I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> yes, my husband is like that. <laughs> my, 
What is it? What is a tomato sandwich? I'm not gonna let this go. What's a tomato sandwich? Okay, well, I could probably make a good. Well, what else so I want to hear from toast? Chris. Chris, what's a tomato, tomato sandwich? sandwich? Bread, sliced tomatoes, bread, done. Who does oh, yeah. that? Vegetarians? I don't know. This person. Definitely not. <laughs> that's not American. I'll tell you that much. So I don't know. tomato but sandwich. But that's what would drive me crazy. I wouldn't eat. It's it's a tomato sandwich. Tomato. And people would say, well, you know what? Just take the tomato off and eat the bread. No, because now it's saturated in the tomato juice. I'm done. I'm not eating for two weeks. <laughs> Darn. All right. Not gonna lie, I got agitated listening to you say that because you did sound genuinely pissed. So I'm like, okay, I feel you on that. <laughs> my mom loves tomatoes. My brother hates them. My dad hates them. I mean, they make great like the byproducts of other foods so i'm not like a complete tomato hater i just don't like them in their raw form no thank you no thanks is I'm that done. why you're so tall that's why i'm so <laughs> agitated right now <laughs> uh for me any kind of white people mexican food do it taco bell and you love taco bell i thought i'm just saying i'm just saying okay i don't even do it but i have had it if you have mexican food outside of southern california it's disgusting i get it i've, like, I've done it there's Wisconsin this one once. place there's this one place in by where i'm at monrovia it's you know mostly white affluent people I don't know how this place is in business, but it tastes like feet every time I eat their food. So why I'm would you saying... eat it every time? Why do you eat it? Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What? No, I've tried it twice. And I was like, okay, I've get, I, first time was a, maybe, maybe it was an off day, right? Second time, disgusting. All right. Rubio's, Monrovia, do not eat it. Gross. Oh, Rubio's? Ruby, oh, it's, no, it's called Rubies. Rubies. It's called oh, Rubies, okay. right? Diner? It's not even Rubio's. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's gross. Rubio's. Max goes gross. to Ruby's diner and goes, I'll take the <laughs> No, 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 no. No, some diners have good Mexican food. They but do. I'm just saying, I, I went I went to uh, Michigan. They're like, oh, we know this really good Mexican place. Like, we know you guys know good Mexican food. Like, you guys will love it. Nope. I didn't like it. So, it's kind of so. It's kind of similar with they sushi. They take you to Baja Fresh. Else. They're like, you gotta try this. It's, shit. it's gross though. <laughs> like Mexican food in a bag, like sh like already pre shredded. Taco Bell's its own thing. Taco Bell's yeah. Taco Bell's good. I'm talking something else. You know. I appreciate your passion for defending Taco Bell in this yeah. conversation. Taco Bell's amazing. <laughs> I agree with Max. Taco Bell here yeah. on the radio I agree with Max. podcast. What? Like real quick, I went to Wisconsin to visit my cousin. And she's like, oh, we got to go to this Mexican restaurant. I was like, okay, we got chips and salsa. 
And they're like, do you want spicy or mild sauce? I was like, can I have spicy? And they're like, okay, it's really hot. So I dipped my chip in it. It felt like I was just dipping it in ketchup. Yeah. I'm like, this is your hot? They're like, that's hot. And I'm like, this is yeah, like ketchup. I don't packet. do it. I literally do yeah. not do it. I went it. to when Cafe go- Rio the other day, and that's the whitest Mexican food I've ever <laughs> had in my entire where's, life. Where's Cafe Rio? Oh, it's like a chain. They have oh, them around here. I'm have you been to Cafe where Rio? I'm from. It's like it's like a Chipotle, but maybe a little like a little more pizzazz. They're like, do you want cheese on top while we send it through the heater thing? Wow. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, I get what Max is saying. Nasty, just nasty Mexican food. First of all, it's hard to make nasty Mexican food. Seriously. But you can do it. It, It's because I've had it. So if I had that for two weeks. Give me the axe. I'm like, who, like, you know, tortilla, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking down this, tortilla. this door, you know, she's Taco <laughs> Bell. Good. My tomato sandwiches. Del Taco, not so good. much. Taco I Bell love Del Taco. Me. You would. Oh, man. <laughs> Noggles. I don't feel like we can say anything. Like I wanted to make fun of white people, but I'm like, I literally look like a ghost right now. So I'm just going to keep my mouth. <laughs> okay. It's okay. We're from Southern California. I'm just going to say we know good Mexican food. Del Taco kicks ass. I'm yeah. sorry. I love Del Taco. No, no but no. Chelsea doesn't. <laughs> true. So last question. So Overlook Hotel, right? Five months they're supposed to be in it. I don't even think they lasted two months. <laughs> it was like first storm. Oh, they're gone. But anyways, uh, Chelsea, after experiencing this current lockdown in this pandemic, how many days do you think you'd be able to stay at the Overlook Hotel during the winter? Uh, like, I can't leave. Are there people there, too? Oh, dude. Or is it just you? And I'm by myself. Like, by yourself. Set it up. What, what am I dealing with Jay, here? You're, okay. Instead, and it's the 80s. It's, it's 1980. You're in the <laughs> Overlook Hotel. Okay. Everything that the family experienced, that's what you're going to experience. How many wow. days do you last? Um, I'm like, I don't know, like 36 hours, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Not very long. So you're out. No, like the, the, like the second week of the lockdown, I was like, <laughs> at my friend's house, I was like, what are we going to do? Let's go bike riding and eat cake at the park. I don't know. <laughs> Get me so out 36 of here. Hours? Okay. You need to eat tomato sandwiches at the park. I'm <laughs> yeah. Oh. As I fling cheese slices at people passing by. I'll look at Jack Nicholson. Hey, I'll trade you a cheese sandwich for this tomato sandwich. <laughs> uh, what about you, Chris? Do you think you can last more than 36 hours? If there's decent food that I can cook, I mean, if there's enough food, I think I could do like two months max. Well, you got, they have like 40 pounds of lamb. Or all, all these all ghosts and shit there because it's you're going to look hotel, bro. You're going to get like five channels on that tiny TV. <laughs> Probably do a couple weeks. Couple weeks? Yeah. I would go, I would just, I would lose it. Because I'm very paranormal. lose it after 36 hours? I would lose, I would. I so you've I never would. like stayed at like, um, at like an Airbnb for like, no, one Two time I went to something? Astro Camp. I've never told this story. <laughs> one, time, one time I went to Astro Camp with my school, and I made it like two two days. I think we were there for four. How long is it supposed to be? I said I don't feel good. My dad came pick me up. We went to the spa hotel in Palm Springs. I got to watch the season finale of Charmed. 
I got to have some wow. Coca-Cola and I got to go swimming. Those suckers got to <laughs> go do crap I didn't want to do. Is the astronaut so. like space camp where you're like training to be an astronaut? Girl. Well, you're you're 10 years old. <laughs> you're 10 years old and they're putting you in those like that gyro spinny thing and then they're what, the thing I learned at Astro Camp is when you eat lifesavers at night and you chew them, it like glows up in your teeth. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, it makes I sparks or whatever. Yeah. I left the day we were building a rocket. So I think I left on the wrong day. But they put me with all these like awful girls I didn't like. I was like, where are my friends? Like, I want to watch Charmed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Chris would last a month. I don't know the ghost things. I think I, 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 I don't know. Large spaces. I think, okay, let me this start. This movie's like very like agoraphobia-ish. Yeah. Like it's like too much space. I think what would get to me the most where I couldn't be there for very long is just how quiet it is, right? Like that would just, mm, that would, that would creep me out. And, and that like just long hallways of just complete silence for five months. Uh-uh. I don't know. I would have to have like, you know, it's 1980. I would have to have the radio on or like that turntable. But once I start seeing little twin girls, I don't know. How much? It all depends on how much I'm getting. Paid. Wait, are there ghosts there? Now I might stay. I don't know. No, it, like, it depends. It, she's how, seeking ghosts if you don't recall. I'm looking, yes, I'm looking for ghosts. <laughs> You're, I'm like go. I'm like the Ghostbusters, but I just want to like hang out with them. I don't want. What if, what what if they're those uh, girls that you were at Astro Camp? With? <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of here! They were they're like so loud one night. They're like the teachers came. They're like we have to leave the door open. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bugs in your eyes. Um, Get me out. Yeah, no, I. It, it all depends on how much I'm getting paid. If I'm getting paid, like, I don't oh, know. So it's money. Oh. Yeah, yeah. money motivates everything. Well, you didn't tell me no. that. Then okay, right. <laughs> it's a job, right? I, I don't know. I I'd probably do make. I'm such an extrovert. I'd probably start making friends with the ghosts. I'd probably have poker nights, right? Like, yo. Let's Lloyd. What let's, up, let's 1930s old man. Heck let's yeah, play dude. poker. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now that you mentioned the quiet, uh, I used to be terrified of silence when I was a kid. Really? And um, I'd be even more terrified of the random noises the house would make. I, I'm sure my dad. Oh, that'd be me. scary. I think that about it now. Scary. I'd be like, Dad, what was that? And be like, Chris, it's nothing. I remember. I can remember how. Bro, is your house haunted? Is. We have to have a conversation offline. Like, I don't know how I feel about this. Let me go and I'll let you know if it's haunted. I'll be like, these pipes no. need a little work. Um, and maybe I, I already said like bye asbestos. to grandma 20 years ago. I don't need to yeah. say hi to her again. Whenever you think actually, it's ghosts, it's just asbestos. I'm telling you. I think Every over time. a long period yeah. of time, the silence would make drive me crazy. Because I'm I used to be terrified of silence. So all right, Britt, save us. How like how long are you, you staying in the overlook hotel? So when you first framed it as just like kind of based on COVID quarantine, so I didn't know all the criteria of the money and <laughs> things and all these other things. <laughs> well, that's our immediate stuff. experience that yeah. we Yeah, can there's play. like no internet. <laughs> but I was it's the 80. If I was just like being the overseer of this potentially haunted hotel, but I was completely by myself, I would last like two seconds. I <laughs> I'm always with my dog 
and never ever completely alone. So I'm like, yeah, I would fail miserably. But if I had my husband and my dog and my parents, you can drop us off there and never speak to me again for the rest <laughs> of my life. And I will be, this introvert will be the happiest <laughs> person. I will just do that maze in the snow and I won't talk to humans and it's gonna be my dream life. And I'm pumped, I'm ready. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's real. That's real. Yeah, this pandemic just, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, I, I could totally live in, you know, the boonies by a cabin log and something. Or Alaska, where yeah, there's like, can't. Brit it's can. night for like it was confirmation. Days. It was confirmation. She's like, oh, yeah. What do you, you mean? Do it? it was confirmation of this pandemic that you don't need people. Yes, exactly. I was, I was, I felt like for the whole last year, I went from a world that I did not ever really belong in to a world that was tailored to my personality just to make me happy. It was, it was. Mm. Fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but let's be real. If, if you were in the Overlook Hotel, I would have one like room dedicated to jumping off the, uh, the mattress and stuff. That'd be so much fun. I put all the mattresses in the middle of the hallway and just like run and I would do some stupid stuff. It'd be fun. Red I would have fun. Yeah, bring your tricycle. I take like the thing you put like the suitcase on and just like just skate around on that. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would do a home alone and like take the the mattress and go down the staircase. Oh God, yes. Yeah, but be- the first time that door just creaks open by itself, mm-hmm. we're out. Mm-hmm. Else, I'd be like, eh, there's a reason. <laughs> it's like a- the reason's a ghost. <laughs> I got you. I'm I'm out of here. I see that that is a no go zone. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think that's a good place to, to end our conversation. There's so much more. I, I, I realize we didn't really talk all about The Shining, but um, how can you talk about this movie and not talk about like the supernatural and all this other stuff? Like we do many times. We yeah. talk around it. Exactly. That's how we do. That's we don't we talk do about it. Movie. We talk around it. Yeah. Because then people watch the movie and they're like, oh, I don't have to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I get it. If they don't, then they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. like what you're talking about. So we are going to do our final thoughts and then we are going to rate this movie. So final thoughts will go Chels, Chris, myself, and we'll save our guests for last. And then uh, same order for the ratings. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Pretty much a rehash of what I've said already. It's one of my favorite horror movies. Could close be number one favorite horror movie. Uh, it's art. Every scene is that you could frame it, in my opinion. Um, it's a classic. It's just, um, I think it's I think it's Stanley Kubrick's best, in my opinion. Other people would say maybe otherwise, um, but I think it's his best. Yeah, that's that's my final thoughts. Um, you know, I forgot to mention uh, final thoughts. Uh, this is um, my introduction to horror movies. This is like the first horror movie I actually ever saw. Get right out of town. I wasn't a- allowed to watch stuff. That's true. That's true. I'm probably like rated R. I mean, you know, like what else would there be like back then that was super scary that was like PG 13? I don't know. But Pol- Poltergeist? Um, I didn't see that. You know me. I was fair, sheltered. Fair, so fair. this is probably like my first horror movie. Um, I think it's uh, the cinematography is great. Jack Nicholson's great. I mean, the acting's all like around great. I I would totally recommend this movie. I just I just think it's a really good movie, and um, you know, it still holds to this day. My final thoughts: forty one years ago, 
this movie came out and we're still talking about it. So there's a reason. It is mm. a classic. Uh, there's so much there. It's got great actors, great environment, great music. But for my final thought, I want to implant a final thought. Okay. So it was something I've never thought of about before until I watched it this last time. So when Jack is chasing Danny, is mm. that Danny or is that Tony? Chris, can you answer the rhetorical question? <laughs> 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 right i don't know i don't know i don't know if it's danny or or if it's uh tony because that's up to that point tony's totally in control yeah. so yeah. is jack chasing danny or tony again i i or i don't know if i've said this but i haven't seen dr sleep i don't know if they address that but um i don't know i just thought it was an interesting question you need to watch dr sleep i'd to. like to talk to you after you watch it okay all right i've seen it Fair. chelsea Fair. I own Surprisingly. It. All right, uh, Britt, what are your final thoughts on The Shining? Okay, two final thoughts. When Chris said it was rated R, I had no idea. And then I immediately was like, why is it rated R? That makes no sense. And then I realized there's like nudity and mad cussing and it's terrifying. And then I was like kind of judging myself. Like, why would it not be rated R? <laughs> That's one of my final thoughts. Judging myself from this movie. And my second thought was what I love about this movie and I think why it's become like a quickly become a classic for me, even though I was just introduced to it not that long ago, was I love how it truly depends on an amazing and complex plot mm -hmm. and not just jump scares. Like the mm -hmm. jump scares, like once in a while, nicely placed, I'm all for it. But when that's all that a movie is, I just feel like they're flimsy. And I just feel like there was so much substance here. And like I said, you can watch it. I feel like you can watch this a thousand times and you're always going to see or catch on to something new. And I just think that's awesome. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, we are going to get into our rating system. So Chris, Eliup to you. You got, you got the mic, bro. All right, here on the Ready to Retro podcast, we don't just use the normal rating systems with just numbers. No, we like to put a little spin on it. So let's say uh, we're rating um, the Goonies. Instead of just giving it 10 out of 10, it's 10 out of 10. Hey, you guys. Oh, shit. My uh, my sound monitor just went off. Yeah. It just like stopped. Over. I got just, it. All right. You just broke my eardrums. <laughs> sound barrier. <laughs> it said... Loud noise detector, would you still like to have feedback <laughs> feedback interference? <laughs> My bad. But yeah. So Chelsea always laughs at me. I feel like I'm like always. This joke. every time. <laughs> Puts a smile right on my face. Um, okay. So my rating of was it 1980s, The Shining, is 10 out of 10 typewriters. Ooh. Ooh. 10 out of 10. Okay. I love it. I think this movie is great. I think it's a perfect 10 out of 10. Oh my God, he's kissing a naked old lady. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. I give this movie Stanley Kubrick's The Shining 9.5 Advocats. The little drink that he spills on, oh. on the, you know. I don't know what those are. I looked it up. I was like, what's an advocate? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had to look it up. I was like, what, what's this drink that he spilled on him? So apparently it's a, a Dutch custard made Ooh. out of like egg yolk and brandy. So they said it's like eggnog, but even richer and even thicker. Gross. 
So, I like eggnog. I'm down. Yeah. Anyways, and the only reason why I'm giving this a 9.5 and not a 10 is because personally, I think that the movie poster is garbage. My personal, <laughs> it looks like a, it looks like a, an alien. Like, why is it yellow? What, what is that face? It has nothing to do with the movie. Um, 9.5. Dang, I was going to bust out the, the, the book that has that yellow, um, <laughs> that yellow yeah. uh, thing. And on apparently the book. Stanley Kubrick, there was like 40 or 50, like, uh, revision for that. Like, oh. that was the, like, what is that dude? It looks like E.T.'s cousin or something like, no, no. Anyway, I'm done. It's All right. It's, it's stupid. All right. Brit, uh, <laughs> what's your rating on the shining? I would give it a nine out of 10 super creepy twins. And the only reason I do that is because I really, I would really like to see someone not Jack Nicholson. Like now that I understand what like Stephen King's logic, I kind of want to see more of that like transition into madness versus you just know he's like wild from day one. Mm. Yep. Okay. That's fair. Awesome. I like that. Well, this was a lot of fun, Britt. Thank you so much for yeah. joining Ready to Retro. Uh, we're keeping it spooky in the month of May. <laughs> Thank God. So- <laughs> so, girl, I got you. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Brent, how can our listeners follow what you are doing and what you're up to? You can plug whatever you want right now. Cool. Yeah. So the best place to connect with me is Instagram at Miss Von Frankenstein, spelled exactly how you think. M I S S V O N Frankenstein. Um, as mentioned, dark humor, fashion, puppies. I have a real cute dog. Fitness, all things spooky, all year long. Um, and you can see all my fitness stuff on there too. If you're interested in any kind of coaching, that's all, all that information's on there. So yeah, Instagram's the best. So basically if you're a human, there's something on her page. Yeah. That yeah, is it sounds to, like it. Like dogs. Yep. I like dogs. Uh, spooky stuff. Yep. <laughs> fitness. I don't do it, it but I like it. <laughs> I should like it, but I don't. Exactly. <laughs> I like the idea of it. <laughs> I don't like doing it. All right, cool. Well, uh, hey, we're in year two. This was fantastic. Chelsea, you just look so happy because you do. We're talking I'm very things, happy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Check this is the like box. a perfect, perfect episode. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next week as we have our conversation with Angelique Bates from seasons one and two of all that. So we'll see you next week. We're ready to retro. Are you? Thank you for listening to episode 51 of the Ready to Retro podcast. A big thank you and shout out goes out to Britt Jasperson for joining us this week. You can follow all of Britt's adventures of fitness, dogs, spooky things, fashion, and everything in between by following her at Miss Von Frankenstein on Instagram. Can't wait to have her back on Ready to Retro. If you are new to Ready to Retro, you can listen to our whole library of episodes that covers a variety of topics about the 80s and 90s. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Ready to Retro. And if you'd like this episode, let us know and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or send us an email at readytoretro at gmail.com. Don't forget that our limited run of R2R pins are available now at our merch store. Click the link in the description of this episode for your chance to purchase one. You can also go to Etsy and look for Ready to Retro Podcasts. Next week, Angelique Bates 
most notably known for seasons one of two of all that, joins Ready to Retro. This conversation was a lot of fun with a bunch of laughs, insights to the all that show, also Angelique's career, and of course, a lot of 90s hip hop culture. Can't wait for you to listen to that. That episode will be available next Friday, May 21st. We'll see you then. We're ready to retro. Are you? I'm Ghost Hostess Mandy. And I'm Master of Ceremonies Rudy. And we are the Ghoulmates. Do you like Halloween candy? What about spooky movies and a good jump scare? Ooh. Check out the Ghoulmates Halloween podcast where we keep the spirit of Halloween alive all year through pop culture and nostalgia. Dying to know more? Follow us on Instagram at the Ghoulmates and subscribe to our YouTube for spine chilling adventures all year. Hope to meet you soon. Sending you ghouls and kisses. Bye. (laughs) It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.